You're listening to Rama for Today. And as many as touched, touched one, the hem of his garment were made perfectly whole. Now go back again to the fifth chapter of Mark. The woman said, if I may but touch his clothes. She didn't touch him. If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. You see, evidently then, his clothes absorbed the anointing or power or spirit that's upon him. Didn't it? I said, didn't it? Here, this whole multitude, see, besought him that they might touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched, touched what? The hem of his garment. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Healing Anointing, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, our special guest hosts, Craig Hagan and Denise Hagan Burns, will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. In Acts 19, 11, and 12, before we go further with our discussion, make some observation. In Acts 19, chapter 11 and 12 verses, the Bible said, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought under the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Well, the word spirit or the word anointed or power is not used here. Yet as you read between the lines, you know that the anointing, the spirit, the power was in manifestation. Just an ordinary cloth or handkerchief won't cause evil spirits to leave people. Will they? If it did, everybody that wore clothes wouldn't have any demons. Amen, isn't that right? Or evil spirits, and yet we are conscious that they do, many of them. If just cloth alone, you see, a piece of cloth or a handkerchief would cause sickness to leave people, we wouldn't have any disease among everybody that had a handkerchief in their pocket or had on a shirt or a dress or clothes would be healed. Cloths don't heal people. Cloths don't cause demons to leave people, do they? Or clothes. No, there had to be something behind it. What's behind it? God. God. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Wonder how he did it. Well, let's put together these two verses. We we read that earlier, Acts 10, 38. Acts 19, 11. Let's read them together. Acts 10, 38. How... God. Look at the first two words. Now look at Acts 19 and 11. It begins, and God. Well, that's very similar, isn't it? How God and God. So the subject is God. <laughs> Amen, isn't that right? Now, how God anointed. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed. All right, look at Acts 19, 11. 
and God wrought. See how similar they are? Well, and how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Talking about two different men. Lord Jesus Christ. Someone said, oh yeah, but he is the son of God. Yeah, but he had laid aside all of his mighty power and glory, the Bible tells us, and became his men. Or a man. Now, how do you suppose that God wrought these special miracles by the hands of Paul? Wouldn't it be right to assume? In fact, I don't think you'd have to assume. I think you just know it by reading it, that he must have wrought because he was the central figure. God was the central figure. Not Paul and not Jesus, God. How God wrought. How God anointed and God wrought. Well, wouldn't God wrought our work by his anointing? Sure. We know that by reading other scriptures. So then we would have to come to the conclusion that God wrought these special miracles by the hands of Paul by anointing him. And that this anointing, you can see something about it now, this anointing then, as he handled, because he said he did it by his hands, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body, well, your hands are a part of your body, aren't they? Aren't they? We're brought under the sick handkerchief or aprons. Now, these handkerchief or aprons, you see then, that Paul evidently had handled or laid his hands upon, accomplished the same results in the bodies of sick people and also demons leaving folks as it did when these people touched Jesus' clothes. Notice they didn't touch him. Notice they didn't touch him. I said, did you notice they didn't touch him? Let's go back there again. Look at it. The sixth chapter of Luke. It says he touched him there, but let's go back to Matthew, which was a different group, different thing. It says, and besought him that they might only touch what? The hem of his garment. And as many as touched, touched what? The hem of his garment were made perfectly whole. Now go back again to the fifth chapter of Mark. The woman said, if I may but touch his clothes. She didn't touch him. If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. You see, evidently then, his clothes absorbed the anointing or power or spirit that's upon him. Didn't he? I said, didn't he? Here, this whole multitude, see, besought him that they might touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched, touched what? The hem of his garment. That's not him. Now, the, the text said over here in Luke, and yet I think really that it means the same thing. We read that where it says, they that were vexed with unclean spirits, see, to be healed of their diseases, the end of the 17th verse, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits were healed. So here you've got again 
unclean spirits and, and those that were diseased, which is two different things. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. The woman with the issue of blood said, If I may but touch his clothes, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. So evidently then, well, it says, the 27th verse, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. 27th verse said she touched his garment, doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? Now, isn't that very similar then as, as to what happened with Paul? Here were diseases by just touching his garment, not touching him, but just touching, you know, as a person, but touching his clothes. Here were diseases that were healed, and here were spirits that went out, unclean spirits went out of them, weren't they? Now, what was it? Well, there went power out of him and healed him. So then here in, in Acts 19.11, the same thing happens. These people that these claws or handkerchiefs were taken unto, the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Didn't they? I said, didn't they? Same thing happening. Therefore, we would rightly come to the conclusion that when it said God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, that he anointed him in a similar manner as he anointed Jesus. Amen. Wouldn't we? Amen. Wouldn't we? Amen. Amen. Then we would assume this, or we would come to this conclusion, it's not just an assumption, I think it's a fact. I think it's a fact that we'd come to this conclusion then that the clothes of Jesus the garment he wore became saturated with this power. Or this anointing. Or this spirit. And then, that is a, a conclusion that Paul laid his hands on these handkerchiefs or claws and that those claws absorbed the anointing that he was anointed with. Or, we can say it another way. The anointing, you see, passed from his hand into those cloths and saturated them. Then they were taken to the sick and laid on the body of the sick, or folks that had devils or demons or evil spirits. And that power then was transmitted unto those bodies. And when it did, the diseases departed from them. I mean departed. That's strange that disease would depart, isn't it? Didn't say they were cured of their disease. Said the diseases, I mean, they departed. Uh, when this service is over, you're going to depart, aren't you? That means you're going to get up and go. That means they got up and went. See, they weren't just cured. They departed. That, that, that seems to leave the implication that there's a, there's a personality about disease. Huh? I said, huh? Amen. They departed. It didn't say they were cured. Now back over here, it said they were healed, but here it just said they departed from them. <laughs> Diseases departed from them. Uh, it's strange, isn't it, that Jesus, when he went there, we referred to earlier, 
You could read about it in one incident. The others cover it too. But in, in the 8th chapter of Matthew, it's mentioned. He went into Peter's house and his mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law was sick of a fever. And the scripture tells us, as we put all three of them together, what Mark said about it, Matthew and Luke, uh, that he rebuked the fever and it left her. Uh, and that's strange, that fever could hear said he rebuked it and it left her it left her strange isn't it strange welcome to rhema for today with kenneth and lynette hagan now let's join our special guest hosts craig hagan and denise hagan burns this month we actually um, have a, a package and in that package um, you'll get the message from today um, being transparent um, with God in prayer. Also, you'll get my message from camp meeting um, called Just Believe, as well as my mom's message, um, Whose Voice Are You Listening To? from Camp Meeting 2018, and Dad's uh, message, The Son of Righteousness Has Risen. Um, also, the package is um, my, our grandfather's book, Praying to Get Results, and then my dad's, our, our dad's book um, entitled Expect. All those things are regularly a retail price of $34.90, but um, for this month and this TV offer, $20.95. So, so you know, you know, uh, quite a bit of savings. So savings of $13.95, and um, not only that, you'll also get the complete message from from this week. And so, if you enjoy today's message, you'll get that complete message. Um, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.